coming up on Rediscovered. Saturday Rocks! Oh yeah! On CBS! Stay tuned for Hey Bird in Earnest! Followed by... Flip! Hey Vern, today's your lucky day we knew you wouldn't want to oversleep, Vern. We only do it once a week, Vern. Me and all the other guys, Vern. We even brought the pies, Vern! It's the Ernest P. War with a story and a moral and a big chuckle, hip trip, double dip, super super show. You know what I mean? No! Hey, Burn, we moved your furniture and now we're gonna fire up the barbecue, Burn. We owe it all to you, Burn. But now you gotta move, Burn! Hey, Burn! Hey, Burn! Hey, Burn, it's me! I'm on TV! Welcome to Rediscovered, a podcast dedicated to reviewing TV, movies, and animation from the 80s that we haven't seen since its initial run or missed us altogether. And now your hosts, Jason and Wyatt. Welcome back to the Rediscover the 80s podcast and another episode of Rediscovered, where we will review obscure and overlooked TV shows, movies, and cartoons, some of which we haven't seen since its initial release, and others that missed us altogether. I'm one of your hosts, Jason, and with me is always Wyatt. How are you doing, sir? We are good. How about you? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, glad we are back on the air. It's been a while because we reviewed something here on Rediscovered, and uh, glad to be back with you and uh, reviewing a fun series tonight. We're up to our third TV show in the series. We've made the loop twice, and now we're back yep. around to the TV show. And we picked the Saturday morning TV series, Hey Vern, It's Ernest. Oh, man. I had scarce memories of the show kind of leading into this. But it was uh, it was fun to rediscover it again. I, I think we just picked it. We were looking through the list. You know, the list is just uh, overwhelming to me. It is <laughs> to, to try to catch up with everything. But I think we picked it because it was basically readily available. It was. We, I think I listed it, telling saying uh, that it was on Tubi, that it was right. right there. It was part of our list as we were, I'll say, throwing virtual darts at our list of what to watch. <laughs> That's because again, we, do, we yeah. always caption this that that we we need to be able to get to it. So it's hard to give you us a, a lead in like we typically do with any other entity that we do. This one is like, well, we'll let you know because it's is it even available to watch for us? So we both go and see if we can find you know one or two out of the list, and and fortunately we've been lucky with everything. Uh, that we found so far, and we've had, had haven't had to do a backup plan. I'll call it on. Okay, Ernest is not available. Okay, what else did we pick? Um, yeah, let's try that one. You know, right? Um, yeah. But like you, I remember this series, Ernest. I remember getting this is one of those have tos on Saturday morning. I had to watch my Garfield. I had to watch Ernest, which happened to coincidentally go right afterwards. Mm-hmm. There was something else just after that I saw on IMDb, but uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure we will. Flip a couple that's things what it was. actually. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that was one of my have-tos. You know, I had to watch that before I went off for the afternoon, which was yeah. kind of hilarious. You know, Saturday was 
ate up the morning was always ate up with cartoons or your Saturday morning shows, rather. Right, yeah. And like, then about 11.30 noon, you know it was crap afterwards. It was fishing shows or home and garden before home and garden was the big thing. You know, it was basically yeah. mom and dad TV. And we were thrown out the door to go <laughs> play Tonkas or bikes or whatever. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it was like probably the later eighties when you got like uh Pee Wee's playhouse yep, saved yep. by the bell. Uh, I remember watching NBA inside stuff. Uh, you got some of those shows on Saturday morning that were still kid based, but the live action shows like in this mm-hmm. kind of fit in that vein. But yeah, it was once uh, lunchtime came around, you ate your lunch and you were outside yep. on Saturdays. Uh, you know, Saturday afternoon, like you were saying, it was like uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. And uh, every once in a while, I watched like American Gladiators or something like that. That was on Saturday afternoons. But uh, you were mainly outside and, you know, your Saturday, oh man, I just missed that. I mean, that was truly appointment television at its finest (laughs) and sucked you in. You got all the fun, you know, cereal commercials and toy commercials and all that in between. So uh, it was just a, I don't know, five, six hour block of just quality kids programming that, uh, you know, people might argue, well, you get Nickelodeon, which is kids programming 24 hours a day now, but it was different because every channel did it, at least the main networks. So it was a fun time back then just to, if if you remember that time where Saturday morning was your time, the the parents stayed away because all the other channels had the cartoons on. There was no point. There was no point. So yeah, it was a great time. And uh, I thought, the show fit well in what they were trying to do with in the later part of the eighties. So it was uh, originally broadcast in 88. So it was, it was around there had one season of 13 episodes. We're going to get into a little bit. I did a, a little bit of research on the development and crew of the show. Uh, not too much just because uh, most of the actors in the show were exclusive to Ernest. <laughs> Yeah, didn't they really were. have too much of a, a career beyond. We'll get into a little bit of that, uh, but the, the the kind of development team really has its roots going back to the creation of the Ernest character, John Cherry, who was the executive producer and director for many of the episodes of Hey Vern, it's Ernest. He was the one that actually created the Ernest character at his advertising firm in the early '80s, and uh, I found a very cool article. On, I think it was the Chicago Tribune from back in the day. There was a link from Wikipedia that I found the this article. And it was right after the show had been canceled. Uh, so there's some good information in there. And, and Jim Varney kind of selling, hey, Vernon's Ernest to the, the reader. But uh, he was quoted in that article. John does his own storyboards, the panel drawings depicting the sequence of events in a commercial or film. If I come up with a voice or something, he can just visualize it, sketch it out, and draw it. It's a real advantage because we can just create something almost on the spot, unquote. And you can tell that in the show, you know, like just the Ernest's, um, all of his segments in between the regular segments, it just seemed like he was just, all right, we're in this room and let's come up with something and, uh, Oh yeah, I'll use this over here. Or, you know, it was it wasn't uh, wasn't any heady material by any means. This is a kids' audience, but right. 
you could tell that it was just kind of, oh yeah, let's go with this. And they just kind of went with it and it looked like they just kind of did it all in one take. There wasn't any real uh, production work there. It was just, let's get on, let's do our thing and move on to the next thing, you know? Right. Had a real rhythm. Did you, I mean, watching the episodes, did you get that as well? Where it's, it, the, the episodes seemed to be over real quick just because it's, it there's a pace. There was a pace. It was a fast pace, it seemed like, because it'd be, uh, and I know we're going to get into their characters more and more as we talk about it, but, you know, you got the the evil doctor with the third hand on the hand, you know, on his Otto, head. Otto. Yeah. Yeah. It would be there for what, three to four minutes. Then it would cut to the old lady. Yeah. yeah. Then it would cut <laughs> to him flipping out on something, you know, as just straight earnest, not, not a, a, another like character. But then it would flip to his buddy, you know, Doing the Lonnie Dawn School of Sound Effects, which were all the same sound effects. <laughs> um, but it would seem like it was just boom, boom, boom. Okay, our half hour's done. Yeah. See ya. They were on point. At least, it, I mean, obviously it's production. Even we, when we truly put our efforts together on the production, post-production, you think we're on point. Right. But if you really listen, you probably hear a lot of uhs and a lot <laughs> of stuff cut out. Yeah, well, when you listen to us on YouTube, yeah, you hear yeah. all that stuff. But, That's the raw footage. But, but yeah, I know like what you're, you're saying. saying. There, was, there was a real rhythm, and I was looking further on Jim Varney as a person and, you know, the trivia and all that. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those that was, like, on point, didn't want to waste time. He had a – someone quoted him as saying he was a near-genius IQ level. So he put all of it in. He studied it, and boom, he was on point kind of the one take person and let's move on. So like you said, I think there was a rhythm Mm -hmm. that kept it really on point. There probably was a few takes, you know, a couple chuckle moments that, okay guys, let's do it right now. But I think for the most part, like you said, there was a rhythm. I'm sure you saw that now that I've rambled on. (laughs) Well, you could tell too, just, uh, they probably filmed like some of those segments all in one take, like Mr. Lonnie Don and, he just, all right, this time do it, and this is the topic. And he'd come up with his little shtick. But uh, going back to just the development and crew, Coke Sams, he uh, directed the Outer Space episode, which was the first one. He was also a producer on the show. He co-produced three more Ernest movies. So he was part of that uh, creative team behind the scenes. The whole show was filmed on location either in Nashville or in Burbank, California. And it was released just after Ernest Goes to Camp. So Ernest Goes to Camp was in 87. You had the show come out in 88. Also, Ernest Saves Christmas was released during its original run in November of 88. So the show, as we'll get to here, the original run was from September 17th to December 24th in 88. And you had that Ernest Saves Christmas movie come out. So Ernest was everywhere. You got TV, movies, He's probably still doing commercials at that time, so this was the peak of Ernest, yep. in my opinion. Yep, there's a longer so. list of his career where he was working, and it's astounding. He was he was a busy guy. Yeah. All right, well, I'll kick it over to you, and you can go through the kind of the broadcast and home video history here. So, yeah, he like Jason said, it was originally run September 17th through December 24th. It also ran in the spring of 1989. Yeah, 11 a.m. slot on CBS right after, like we just said, after Garfield and Friends at 1030. 
and was followed at 11.30 by Flip, which was a kid's news magazine show. I don't remember that one. I don't either. Uh, yeah, in fall of 88 and Teen Wolf in the spring of 89. The series was later rerun on the Family Channel. I remember that thing. In the early 90s. And it won two Daytime Emmy Awards in 1989. One for Outstanding Performer in a Children's Series, which was Jim Varney. His Emmy win occurred shortly after the show was canceled, of all things. Mm -hmm. And this is where another quote came out. That interview was conducted at the time. He spoke of his hope that the Emmy recognition, as well as a letter campaign for the Ernest fan club, with 30,000 members, would convince CBS to reconsider, which... I guess it didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> and then uh, second Emmy was Outstanding Achievement in Graphics and Title Design. Barbara Lewiski, animation designer who also did title designs for four Ernest movies in the 1990s. Joel Anderson, graphic designer, which only has one IMDb credit. That was it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah so that, I, I just... For a, a, a second, I thought it was interesting because I loved the the title design, those little interludes in between each yes. segment. The kids were fun that they interviewed the little kids and they got their little uh, yes or no, or they would go ooh, or there are different things in between, right. or, or reacting to the segments. But I don't know. I loved the style. It was very 80s, even like yes. early 90s, you would say. And it reminded me of kind of that style that uh, you can't do that on television had yep, on Nickelodeon yep. where it was that kind of stop motion, but they would piece and put things together, earn his head on different bodies and <laughs> or his I, I thought that was really was always, yeah. Or whatever right, they did. Right. Him. Yeah. I just thought that that was very well warranted. Obviously Jim Varney playing whatever, five or six different characters uh, that was definitely merited with the, with the Emmy award, but I thought that it was, very well done the the graphic and title design to win an emmy so agreed and i'm sure that was an incredible amount of work at that era you know we look at it going man that was just really right. simple i mean photoshop we, we just, yeah yeah photoshop <laughs> yeah we can we can date it and go man that's kind of corny but at the same time if you try to put yourself back when we we're seeing that that was like wow 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 that that's, that's just eye-popping the kids and this mm -hmm. so good on them they they won the emmy out of that then it was released to vhs in the early 90s deke released single episode tapes while good times released three episode tapes mill creek released to dvd in 2011 and then re-released in 2017 and now you can catch it on tubi and youtube at least at the moment <laughs> right, so right pull. yeah if um, you're listening to this on release day yeah yeah uh hint hint if you email to me when it gets pulled it will come back i did that for alf because alf disappeared and it came back within like three months really yeah uh, they listen to their people i guess they listen <laughs> it, it's it's unfortunately they have to buy the license so that's how that all plays out right so the synopsis each episode involves short sketches on a certain theme or scenario featuring ernest p Worrell his unseen friend Vern and various others mixed in are short clips of children's reactions, which we've seen in animated or stop motion graphic, which we've already commented right. on. And that takes us to our cast of characters. Of course, Jim Varney as Ernest, uh, fortunately passed away in 2000 of lung cancer at just the age of 50. Uh, I just, my research 
showed that uh, he was pretty much a chain smoker. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he had those short segments. He was ready to get to a cigarette. But um, yeah, that was uh, passed away in 2000. He had an early career as a stand-up comedian in the 70s. Actually moved to L.A. and was at, featured at the Comedy Store, which is a pretty popular club there where a lot of comics were discovered. Had small appearances on television like the show Alice, which uh, that happened in 1978. The Ernest character, like we said, came from working for Cardin and Cherry Advertising in commercials in the early 80s. He was said to have filmed 3,000 commercials in all. That's just crazy. His film career, of course, includes the nine Ernest movies. I forgot he was uh, Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, yes. I picked him right out. I'm, I'm, it was, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting, but Go ahead. I remember watching it because I wanted to watch this. I grew up watching the Beverly Hillbillies, but I wanted to see it because of Ernest. Uh-huh. That's why I wanted to see it. I wanted to see how he did the character, and I wanted to see if I could disconnect, which is hard for me. Once you're it for me, if you're stereotyped, it's hard for me to see you as a different role, unless you're Jim Carrey and just him a nut altogether. But I actually liked it because you could see a little bit of Ernest, but obviously that was not Ernest and he didn't portray Ernest, but there was a little, like he took a couple tidbits out of him to make it Jed Clampett. To me, it just fit right in. Yeah. He had a couple other movies that he, uh, appeared in that was just different characters. I might have to go back and uh, seek some of those out because I, I don't think I've ever really seen him much outside of Ernest. And I, if I do remember right, I've got a little envelope full of movie tickets that I kept about that time. I'm pretty sure I saw Beverly Hillbillies in the theater. That might be the only time I've seen it. I don't remember ever seeing it since then. It may be on a you know flipping past on cable or something and and seeing it, but. Yeah, uh, that's one I have not watched in a while. And then, of course, he was the voice of Slinky Dog in Toy Story 1 and 2 before he passed away. So that's kind of his highlights as far as his career goes. Just going through, you were saying about the chain smoker. He was diagnosed in 1998, but it was already too late because obviously he succumbed to it in 2000. But he said they said he was a chain smoker, but he was doing commercials for anti-smoking campaigns. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I find it always funny because he did say something. I think it was, um, I think it was Ernest Goes to Camp because he even said, you know, well, smoking will kill you. And I'm like, you sound like you're like chugging on one right now. <laughs> right, Just the yeah. voice. But anyway, he was very busy just in a ton of stuff. I've looked at his IMDb. Um, there's stuff that says that he was in stuff in 2001. Obviously, he wasn't but maybe that was was. yeah i did see some of that what do they call it posthumous yeah uh appearances after he had passed away and he was actually on a movie set i think when he found out he there was something wrong and he was like coughing up blood and stuff but he at first thought it was they were in like uh wintry conditions or something and thought maybe it was just the dry air but uh yeah it, it took him pretty quick right i i had it here for a moment there was a like you said, it was supposed to be a ninth Ernest movie, but never came to be because of of that. They were mm. <laughs> like near end of it. and But yeah, anyway, it was sad to see. Obviously, he was 50. He was relatively young for, for yeah. who he was. You know. It's always fun to, to think about. Well, e- even uh, stars like, uh, I don't know, Chris Farley, John Candy, obviously Jim Varney, what they would have been doing had they 
you know, live today or throughout the 90s or even 2000s, would they still be in comedy? Would they have tried something else? It's it's fun to think about. That's it. Unfortunately, we will never know. Right. But that moves us to Gillard Sartain as Chuck mm-hmm. Lonnie Dawn and Matt Finish. He was a regular on Hee Haw, which I remember seeing him there. He had over 50 films on his filmography, including three Ernest films, which we knew about. The Big Easy, uh, Mississippi Burning, Fried Green Tomatoes, and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I love the commercials <laughs> on that. I have watched that once, but the one that sticks out is exactly that line. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Um, <laughs> All right. Was also the original C.D. Parker in the Walker, Texas Ranger pilot. Yeah, I had not known that. I was a huge fan of Walker, Texas Ranger, but yeah, that part, uh, who is the, the bar owner, you know, always behind the, the bar there in Walker. He was the original one for the pilot episode. I'm not sure what happened there, why he didn't, maybe he was doing some other things or whatever, but that would have been fun. All right. We've got Bruce Arston, who was Existo, the... Incredible! (laughs) Exactly. He was the existed a magician. He was also the dad clown, Mike the clown. Bill and uh, Bill and Koo when they were uh, doing the the singing there, and various other singers throughout the uh, show. His uh, he's basically only Ernest movie and Ernest production credits. Uh, Also a writer for the show. And he also was a writer on Ernest Goes to School, or maybe wrote that movie. So, must have been one of Jim Varney's buddies, because <laughs> that's pretty much all he did was uh, was work for Jim Varney. Then we got Mac Bennett as Mac, George's roommate, <laughs> parts in early Ernest productions and small roles in Camp and Jail. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was some of these are exclusives, just like Adam Sandler with his. You know, cast of That's characters. That's right. That's right. Uh, next up is Daniel Butler as Willie the Homemade Robot, Earl the Barber, and Ernest's Tongue. He also had parts in early Ernest productions and small roles in Ernest Goes to Camp. He was the one of the animal officers in Saves Christmas, and he was a waiter in Ernest Goes to Jail. And he also hosted the first season of the show... America's Dumbest Criminals. <laughs> I remember watching, I think it was on a True TV or whatever it was before True TV, but it was just for the first season. So I, I wouldn't have picked him from Adam probably yeah. watching the show. I think I would have wanted to watch that. I don't think, I don't remember <laughs> watching that or hearing of it. Yeah. I think it would have been funny. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Then we got Billy Burge as Bobby, also a product of Cardin and Cherry advertising with Gaylord Sutton. And him doing many TV commercials as Chuck and Bobby. Yeah. You know, he I've seen him in one other thing. I think it was a music video. And I can't oh, remember. Yeah. It was a music video and it was something because he was, of all things, he was in a coffin and he sat up. <laughs> Weird. I, I, I think it's a Ray Stevens. I think it's a Ray Stevens. Um, that would make video. sense. <laughs> I think it's, that's where it's at. But he, he just sits up, but he's dead you know uh-huh. uh, but anyway uh, next up we have Debbie Derryberry and she was Skeeter in the uh, my dad the clown uh, skit and she did some other characters 
But uh, she was actually, out of all the cast besides Jim Varney, one of the most uh, successful people in show business. Very prolific voice actor. She was the voice of Jimmy Neutron in that series, Mm. and I think they did several movies. She was the uh, Pizza Planet aliens in Toy Story 2. She was also Wednesday Adams in the short-lived Adams Family animated series, and she's got many other credits. Trust me, some in anime, some in video games. So she's been doing voice work uh, for decades. Then we got Mark Goldman as Eddie the brother in My Father the Clown, and that's all we got for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, other I guess he was just a one-hit wonder, unfortunately. I guess. I don't know. Maybe he was just uh, part of the crew there or something. Uh, somebody's kid. <laughs> hey, you want to be on the show? Okay. Denise Hicks. She was Mrs. Clown and also various singers for the show. She appeared in Ernest Scared Stupid and various other movies and short films, mainly supporting roles up through even 2018. Then we got Jackie Welch as Mrs. Simon Simmons. She also played Koo and various singers. She was an animal officer in Ernest Saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was the judge in Ernest Goes to Jail. And she was the teacher in Ernest Scared Stupid. She was also a regular on the TV series The Committee in 2015. I didn't even know her. I mean, honestly, I hadn't seen her in much else yeah. besides Ernest. So, Right, yeah. Oh, you need air traffic control. <laughs> she's the oh <laughs> they that, see that's the, been so long since i've seen that yeah. i want to watch it again and and saves christmas when they see the uh, the reindeer on the ceiling so yeah both of those officers were in this show from that movie well let's just go on to the show now and we'll give our kind of overview here of uh the topic so each episode uh had a topic like, uh, and we'll just go through the list here. The first was outer space. Then we got clothing, scary things, movies, magic, sports, pets, hobbies, food, holidays, school, lost and found, and talents. So those were your overall topics for each episode. And then you had these sketches in between. We can go kind of back and forth on these, Wyatt. First that we've got on the list here is Lonnie Don's School of Hollywood Sound Effects. Uh, this uh, was a very short sketch in each one, just a couple of minutes. And uh, it was this guy who was this fictional sound effects wizard that demonstrated how to make a sound from one of his movies. And the procedure was always the same in every appearance. He'd tell you about a sound effect he did in a movie, and it was always, something is a coming, something is a coming. Yep. You know? <laughs> that was the name of every movie. And then it was always, you know, you place the meaty palm of your hand across your mouth, have your fingers on the other side of your face, and then you blow. <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> That's it, kids. I'll see you next week. And remember, and he'd do some other little weird sound effect, but it was the same little lead-in each time intro, and then he would say, you know, it would be uh, something on topic that he would be right. talking about the movie, but. That was one of the skits for pretty much every episode. Hey, kids, it's time for Lonnie Don School of Hollywood Sound Effects. Hi, kids. Hey, did you hear that? Boy, I sure did. You know what we're going to learn today? The sounds of a movie I did a long time ago. It's called Shrimp Boats Are A Comin'. Shrimp Boats Are A Comin'. 
and it's the sound of a whale sneezing. How do we do it? It's simple. You take the meaty palm of your hand, you put it against your cheek, you wrap your fingers around your face, and... <laughs> Bonnie Don saying, see you next week, kids, and don't forget... And now, as us being broadcasters, did you pick out the, what looked like, 20 reel-to-reels? <laughs> right, yeah. That was kind of fun. I mean, that was... You kind of get in the old days of radio there, the big on-air sign, and I'm yep, like, oh, yep. man, I want some of this stuff, man. <laughs> I got some of this stuff. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> I don't have reel-to-reels yet. I don't know that I want to go that far, but yeah. anyway. So then we got the haircut, which is Ernest walks into Earl the barber shop and asks him to make him look like a Wall Street tycoon. However, the cross-eyed and you know Coke bottle glass barber always misunderstands him. And instead, fanatically styles his hair into something that rhymes with the word tycoon. Some examples are baby babu, a clock set on noon, large feet in a cartoon, and deadbeat raccoon. And I mean, there's everything yeah. that rhymes with it. I thought you wanted a typhoon. Yeah, yeah the oriental typhoon. <laughs> whatever the hair, yeah, whatever the hairstyle, you know. Ernest is like just taken back. A gas is what what's on our notes, but then he just kind of stares at the local. I think it could work. Yeah. What and, do you think? I think it could work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Boy, you sure could use a trim. Have a seat here and let me lower those ears. Well, <clears throat> come on, now have a seat. You feel better and you look spiffy too. Now, how much you want off, Ernest? Well, a little bit off the top and kind of thin out the sides. Make me look like a Wall Street tycoon. Yeah, that's it. A Wall Street tycoon. Okie dokie. Ernest, you're all set. Take a look then. What do you think? Huh? Ah! Earl, this does not look like a Wall Street tycoon. Oh, silly me. I thought you said a windswept sand dune. But what do you think? Do you like it? It could work. What astounded me is uh, I try to, I now pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. I've wondered if his hair and his cap were wigs because if you look at the set whatever he's doing if you look closely at his hair it's shaved mm-hmm. a couple of the well, little yeah a couple some of them, them look like they've i don't know i i'm maybe yeah. fishing some of the caps look like they were they had like a bald cap that they put on him first and then put whatever on top of his head so that could have been some of it too but right i i, I get what you're saying there but then again you know we don't know how they edited this thing, right? They could have done yeah. all these haircuts for every episode in one. They probably know, one back did. to back. Okay, yeah. Ernest, we're gonna shave your head, and we'll do these back to back to back to back to back. Okay, now you can grow it out. You know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. Know. It was it was probably all in one swoop. There, they had the <laughs> set set up, and yeah. All right, let's do this show take now and. Yeah. It was fun though. Like I know it was the same sequence every time that he went through when he's doing the actual cutting and right, right. all that junk that he does. But 
I loved it when they finally added the sound effect, maybe in the second or third episode, of him removing his hat, like a yep. stretching a rubber band. Or <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. All right, the next segment that was uh, in pretty much every episode, Sergeant Glory. Ernest plays this fast-talking military sergeant teaching a class of recruits about the subject of the day, and he always gives them two rules to remember, the second of which is almost always obey all rules. And, yeah, every every time he hits the chalkboard with his stick, the class would jump out of their seats. (laughs) Sergeant Glory! I'm Sergeant Glory. Now listen up, cadets. Today's subject is magic, the mysterious art of enchantment. In dealing with magic, we observe two rules. Rule number one, if you make it disappear, bring it back. Rule number two, obey all rules. That is all. And it was cool. The the character there, Sergeant Glory, actually originated in a commercial ad for Purity Milk. And this was uh, before the actual the, the character of Ernest was created, so... That was something he brought along. And I think probably a lot of these he had done in shows or uh, even a stand-up and in some form or fashion that came into the show. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Those kids would always just jump up every time he smacked yeah. the board. Yeah, that was good. Then we got My Father the Clown, a spoof on family-friendly sitcoms which featured a professional clown, his stay-at-home wife, and two kids, an aspiring clown called Skeeter, and his straight-laced brother, Eddie, who is routinely the victim of their antics. And they'd always get a pie in the face or something like that. <laughs> yeah. My father, the clown. Mom, I'm hungry. Well, maybe we should go ahead and eat. Looks like your father's going to be late again tonight. Mom, why can't Dad be like a real dad? Eddie, I don't want to hear any more of that kind of talk. Your father works very hard. Boy, honey. Sorry I'm late. What a day! Took me an hour just to get out of that darn circus parking lot. Now, Mike, that only means you had a good crowd. And I bet you were funny. Yeah, yeah, I had my moments. (laughs) You know that little thing we do where Bobo gets into the clown car, right? And I'm swinging the old rubber chicken around my head. Hey, Dad? Yeah, son? How come Skeeter thinks you're funny and I don't? Well, that's because the magic's not there. You don't have a sense of humor. Like Mom? Exactly. You take after your mother's side of the family. Right, Skeeter? Right, Dad! I was always ready for uh, him to just, like, blow up. Like, sick of always getting hit with the pie in the face or whatever, you know? (laughs) I'm like, oh, I felt bad for the kid. Uh, next up, we have Existo, the magician. He's a clumsy magician who stumbles over his words, calling himself different names each episode. And then he attempts to perform a trick that always goes awry. I, I thought that was a fun skit, and at least it was something different each time, you know. Sometimes it would match the subject, but other times it was just <laughs> being Existo, yeah. Yeah, and it was I guess I what found him odd was it always sounded like there was only two people clapping. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm Existo! To, you know, <laughs> and like you said, he just stumbled. I'm, you know, just a, the... He'd make something up, yeah. 
The popular. Yeah, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome. And it is indeed an honor and a privilege for me to be performing for you today. I, of course, am Existo, the commendable. And I hold in my hand a genuine $10 bill. And watch closely as I tear it up into tiny little eensy beensy little pieces and I'll put it in this envelope it's nothing but worthless paper and seal it in like this <clears throat> and the magic words hotsy totsy rigmarole ravioli and sausage and voila it's Exact change! It's exact change! Seriously! Then we got Matt Finish, a self-described photographer at large who loves taking pictures of everything. His name is a pawn on Matt Finish, a type of non-glossy photo paper. He clumsily will photograph himself. Hi, I'm Matt Finish, photographer at large. And boy, howdy, do I like to take pictures. Take all kinds of pictures. Take pictures of everything. Schools of fish. I take sports pictures. Wild game. I take action photos. So you see, photography can be great fun, especially with a camera. <laughs> it was always funny to watch him, you know, keep shooting. He's always just yeah. doing that. He loved but to shoot food. Yeah. <laughs> he always had food. <laughs> Some way to incorporate that. Uh, next up, Mrs. Simon Simmons in Mind Your Manners. It was kind of a spoof on Emily Post. Uh, Mrs. Simon Simmons teaches the way of proper etiquette, but in many cases breaks other norms of social protocol in the process. So she would actually demonstrate the bad manners <laughs> before she tells you, hey, it's wrong. Yep. So like burping or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that you say it's you know, spoof on Emily Post, and once you said that, all I can think of is, <laughs> yeah, where's your picky? Yeah, what would Emily Post say? Come and get it. <laughs> Three Stooges for those of you who don't know. Yeah, we're big Stooge fans. Sorry, <laughs> well, I'm not so sorry. I loved them. So then we got Ernest's tongue, which talks about certain tongue-related things and gets sprayed with different kinds of food in the process, like. Ice cream, oh brain freeze, you know, and, and <laughs> whatever else. The holiday episode where it's all twelve or whatever holidays, all in like twelve minutes or yeah. whatever. You know, <laughs> where's where's the stuffing? <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, I'm Ernest Tongue. You know, us tongues are pretty tricky. <laughs> sure, we can do all sorts of tongues. Well, for instance, oh wait, our artist is gonna go for it. This is it. Go tongue. <laughs> I did it. I knew I could do it, and I did it. <laughs> well, I wait. What am I saying? I touched Ernest's nose. Ah, oh, yuck! Oh. I think as a kid, that was probably my favorite segment. I don't know. I just like seeing him get hit with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I wasn't too much of a fan of that, even now. I was, was like, why? <laughs> Next up, Mac and George. Mac and his roommate George, who is an iguana who supposedly can do many things uh, a, a person can, and they would be mainly in their apartment and uh, they would be doing stuff in the theme of the episode. Like uh, there's the pets theme where George is building a cage and turns out it's for Mac, <laughs> his roommate. It's kind of role reversal there. But uh, yeah, it, I don't know. Some of those were good. Some of them were, I was like, oh, I'll take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was me for him. I'm Mac, and that's my roommate, George. And today, George is trying out the old saw the pretty lady in half magic trick. And since George's girlfriend is out of town, I'm the lucky volunteer. You have read the book, haven't you, George? And you did promise I'd be out of here in time to fix lunch. If this doesn't work out, I'll probably be sleeping in the lower bunk from now on. <laughs> then we got Chuck and Bobby. I think these were the better characters duo of the in my personal opinion mm-hmm. chuck and his brother bobby who very rarely speaks get themselves into various adventures these two characters made appearances together in ernest saves christmas at as the orlando airport's storage agents and ernest goes to jail as security guards for a bank while bobby made an appearance with his younger brother tom in ernest scared stupid bobby's final film appearance was in ernest goes to school and i always found it funny that he was just the kind of the puppet if you will just shaking and and like right in chuck's face it seemed like like he was <laughs> right, trying yeah. to like he's half deaf or reading his <laughs> lip i don't know what was going on with the character hi i'm chuck this here's my brother bobby he likes everything sweet and clean that's why he doesn't like my magic shoes because when i take them off he disappears just like magic they were fun but bobby for me bobby would get annoying because come on bobby speak something say something but yeah yeah that was all part of the gag so uh next up we've got willie the robot who was a homemade robot with a bucket head and a smiley face Originally appeared in Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, which was an early Ernest movie, actually from 1986. Uh, and several of those characters kind of came through. Obviously, Dr. Otto was one of them uh, in the show. But, um, yeah, that one, I, some, that was another one that was kind of hit or miss with me, uh, usually. The yeah. uh, the robot. Ready? Watch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ta-da! Hey, magic is a snap for us buckethead. Then we got baby Ernest, who is Ernest as a baby, which is hilarious because it's his huge face in a little tiny (laughs) doll outfit. Right. Would talk about a recent conversation that he overheard involving his parents. And he would basically end up saying, Boy, grown-ups sure talk funny. Know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Yesterday when my mama got in the car, my daddy told her that her door was ajar. 
always thought of the door was a door. It didn't have a label or a lid or anything. Boy, grown up, sure talk, buddy. Know what I mean? Woody is the next one that was been printed primarily every episode. He's a ventriloquist dummy who looks exactly like Ernest, and Ernest would uh, often do bits with him. Uh, <laughs> the one that I remember just watching today was when uh, he's going to have uh, uh, Woody talk while he's drinking a glass of water. And, of course, he's drinking and is spilling all over his yep. the front of his shirt. <laughs> you know. You know, Vern, your old buddy Ernest has become a master of ventriloquism. I will drink this glass of water whilst Woody here talks. Well, the other day, I was walking over to the lumber yard to look up my family tree. And I found everybody, except my Uncle Buckeye. But some termites came along, and I really got bored. Oh, yeah? Well, Woody, your jokes bore me. But he, And then there's some segments where he would just pop up for a minute and go on to the next thing. Then we got Dust Bunny, which was a dusty rabbit who appears to live under dusty furniture and always gets in and out of the picture by sneezing and then causing Ernest to sneeze. Ah, Here, Shorty, Shorty. Ah. <laughs> you know, Vern, there's one thing that'll never disappear, and that's my friend, the Dust Bunny. I bet you have Dust Bunnies too, Vern. They live under your bed or, or behind your dresser, know what I mean? Ernest, you know, I bet a knucklehead like you can't bring back Vern's dog, Shorty. Don't you worry, Vern. Shorty's in good hands. I don't know, Ernest. Last time one of your shoes disappeared, it never came back. <laughs> this was probably one of the funnier bits of the whole show for me was just him. Because he would, I didn't care what he was doing because he always say, hey, Ernest, what are you doing? And he'd tell him whatever. And then all of a sudden it would be that, achoo, 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 achoo. And you see dust literally playing <laughs> right. as yeah. he's doing it. So. It was hilarious. Yeah, he was kind of, he was very hip, too, just the way he talked. He almost reminded me of, like, Fonzie or something. What's up, Ernie, baby? You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next, we have uh, one of Ernest's characters, Dr. Otto, who was the main character in that movie we just talked about. He would sometimes be featured in his lab, creating new things. When he feels he has a great idea, he would claim Viola instead of voila. And then he would say, Eureka, California. <laughs> I, the naive, semi-mad Dr. Otto, am the only evil scientist capable of such a feat. Food is so nice, so healthy, so goody, goody. I want to create a food. That looks terrible, tastes horrible, and smells like socks you've worn for five days. I know. Maybe magic. I'll take this perfectly good rubber ball, some spinach that's been cooked until it's limp and tasteless, and some old underwear, and say the magic words. Green vegetables. And voila! My nightmare. My scariest vegetable. Brussels sprouts. 
Now people all over the world will be serving them to children in a green spinach sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, life is good. <laughs> I imagine a lot of his takes were in, you know, kind of a sequence there because that whole get up that he's in that costume and I don't know who's doing the hand, but uh, it just seemed like an elaborate costume to try to get in and out of several times. So it was probably uh, let's film this segment here for this episode and then we'll go on to the next one. And, (laughs) you know, between Dr. Otto and Ernest, the actual Ernest character, I always thought they were the most lively of the characters because he seemed like he was most engaged if you ever paid attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's engaged anyway, but he was like all 150,000% there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know, he just, you know what I mean, Vern? You know, he'd just be right there. All the other characters yeah. weren't, to me, weren't quite as engaged or near that extreme i don't know what you want to call it mm-hmm. then we got auntie nelda a cantankerous old woman a regular in Cardin and cherry's other commercials and films who appears in at least one sketch in each episode she was okay i'll give her that but <laughs> it, was, it was the it, that was the um earnest character right the the, the oh yeah she... i'm trying to place her sorry the ne- i don't remember catching the actual name Playing tricks on people are fun, aren't they? Is this rubber up chuck to love? Your mother should have had rubber up chuck this good. And here's one the young people are loving today. Here, have a cashew. Wasn't that fun? That's what kind of threw me off because I've gone back and watched Ernest Saves Christmas, you know, 50 times. And she plays Ernest's mother in the movie, but she's Auntie Nelda in the, in the show. And I guess before this as well. So it, it kind of threw me off. I thought that was his mother at first, but no, it's Auntie Nelda. And she's just kind of a neighbor character to Ernest in the, in the series. But yeah. Why do I always have to deal with this guy? You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> just that, I don't know. She had that nice, she would get up in your face a little bit too. Uh, oh, yeah. during the episodes, but sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, here, Bill and Koo was the uh, country music duo who would sing sad but funny songs. They appeared in a couple episodes, the ones for pets in school. We mentioned those, the two of the other characters there from the show that's Bill and Koo. Uh, let's just go through that list and, or even just, uh, Let's well. Let's do the segments first. Which okay. of these would be your favorite segment, recurring segment? I should say, recurring segment. I like the Dust Bunny. To be honest, I thought he was always at least hilarious. But I always liked Ernest and whatever he was doing. Like if he was just asking, you know, Hey Vern, you know, do this, do this, this. Mm-hmm. That was always for me. It was cool. Uh, I guess the funniest. Other bits. There was yeah. other, you know, Existo was okay. He had his moments. The the uh, the duo Mac and George were okay. Uh, or I'm sorry, Chuck and Bobby. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say Ernest and, towards er, Ernest. Yeah, Ernest and the Dust Bunny. I think is the best ones. Yeah, my favorites 
the Dust Bunny got a, a plenty of laughs. I yeah. love the Dust Bunny. I just like I said, I loved his personality and just appearing out of nowhere. And so even sometimes towards the end there, the last couple episodes, it was just him and him reacting to whatever happened in the segment before. It wasn't him and Ernest, but when they were together and Ernest would always start sneezing too. And yep. he always said something funny. I love the Dust Bunny. And right there with him is Existo. Like I laughed so, so hard at the more I watched, the more he became funny to me. And it was just the based on, so I'm watching these episodes back to back and then him trying to come up with something new for his name, Existo the terrific, you know, and then his tricks seem to get more and more funny too. The last one I think I watched was the, I think it was one on the pets when he pulls the, the hat out of the rabbit. I just thought that was the funniest thing. You know, he he's trying to saw off the rabbit's head. And right, then, right. boom. I am the first person ever to pull a hat out of a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it worked for me. I'm easily amused, though. But uh, just his personality, like, he was trying to make up the whole act as he was, you know, there. So it, it didn't, none of it seemed, like, scripted to me. Which just made it even more funny, just the way he performed it. But yeah, the uh, those two, I think I got the most laughs out of the normal uh, or the recurring segments. And yeah, you got—I mean, you got to love Ernest. I mean, he's oh, the yeah. glue glue that hold the held the show together. And you know, him fishing out of a bathtub or the whole uh, routine where he's always getting his fingers slammed in the window. I mean, yep, that's yep. that's just classic bits. That, that that's. Classic Ernest, yeah. So, uh, what was your least favorites out of the recurring segments? Oh, I, I would probably have to say that like the, I liked Lonnie Don until like the third episode where he's doing the same friggin' sound effect. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. As much as I like watching real, you know, old equipment, that one was probably one one of the most lame. Maybe equal to that is that Ernest tongue. I just. And I know it's someone getting smacked in the face with a pie or junk or whatever. Yeah. But it was like he was just complaining. You know, oh, here I am again opening. What is it this time, Ernest? You know, it was always complaining about something. Like, well, yeah, that's your whole job, right? Yeah. To eat. So anyway, that's probably my least okay. favorite. What about yours? Yeah, I... um probably the ones that got the least amount of laughs was definitely Lonnie Don. He, it, yeah, it gets old very quick. Yes. Didn't really buy into my father, the clown that much. I don't know. That just didn't work for me because it, it was essentially the same thing over and over again. And I felt bad for the freaking mom and the other kid that just got yep. hit, hit with the seltzer and the pies every episode. Matt finish. Yeah. That one was not really funny to me. I did like some of the Chuck and Bobby segments, though. So, Mac and George, that was hit or miss. Uh, some of them were good. Some of them were just not there. And right. Willie the Robot, I don't know. I, I, was, I didn't think he was funny at all. I don't know. That was just me. But right. all the earnest bits, I, I got chuckles out of. Yes. Dr. Otto and Auntie Nelda and everything oh, yeah. that he was doing with yeah. the Woody and, and all that. Let's talk about just some of your favorite episodes overall as a theme did you have some of the favorites there 
I the most recent one that I watched was the the holidays. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the, my my better ones because he's trying. You know, Ernest is trying to do all the holidays within. I think a full day. I think is what what it was. It I don't remember the exact right. time frame, but I thought it was a whole day. It was. Yeah, he's and, trying to break. He's kind of trying to get in the Guinness World Records. Yeah, yeah. To celebrate even though one day. Right. Yeah. So it was it, it was cool to see him going through every every step, you know, and trying to to outdo it. That was one of my. That's probably one of the more favorite ones. I I did like the the magic one. Yeah, that was they're trying to do favorites. magic tricks, and you, know, and you got a uh, you got Existo like three yeah. times in that one. So yeah, that, yeah, he that was one there. was great. Yeah, That's probably <laughs> my two favorite ones. How about you? Yeah, I'm just trying to go through. Uh, so the uh, the outer space one, he's trying to get rid of this bomb. Uh, the clothing one was he was throwing a costume party, and they all dressed like chickens at the end. I actually yeah. thought that was kind of funny. The scary things were the boogeyman. I, I thought that was a great episode where the boogeyman's always lurking and they had yeah. that crazy music <laughs> trying to catch the boogeyman. And then it, it was your kind of uh, stereotypical thing at the end where he he's not afraid anymore. He, he kind of gives up and then there he is like right behind him and he doesn't even like recognize him. <laughs> right. So the scary one, that was good. The home movie contest, that was kind of hit or miss. The magic one was great. Uh, the sports one where he's challenging that pro wrestler, that was okay. I did like the pets one. That was fun where he's got the daycare in his house trying to save up the money to get his own dog. Uh, There's some good bits in that one. The uh, hobby, which was trying to catch that butterfly, the honey oney butterfly, that was all right. Uh, the food one where he's got the neighborhood bake-off going on the holidays like you said that was good uh the school one yeah he's trying to win that flashy wristwatch. yeah that was okay lost and found was where he's trying to find the treasure buried under Vern's house that one was pretty good and then uh he's entering the uh, neighborhood talent show but uh has a hidden talent so i you know that's kind of went through the whole episodes there but uh, like you said, the holidays, the magic, and the scary one. I think that one was probably those yeah. three were my favorites. So, uh, any least one, least favorite ones, or any of those you want to talk about that just kind of connect with you? The ones that I guess didn't connect was probably the the worst one was probably the it's clothing because he he is trying to throw this costume party and and he's the outcast out of the whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just didn't, I mean, it's one of the early episodes, but it still didn't, didn't really grab me, I guess, as okay. to put it. There was, I'm, I'm going to interject something just because I'm, I'm that nutty of a guy here. Okay. One of these episodes, I think, I'm not sure, but I think it's the pets episode. This is where I think, I mean, all of the, if you look at the setting, right, when they're in the house, I swear this has to be Ernest's or Jim Varney's legit house. Because it doesn't look fancy, you know, it just looks like an everyday average house. And being that they filmed this in Tennessee, I'm just wondering if they didn't either rent someone's house or if that was his house altogether, you know, make the cheap production and make a mint out of it. I say all that to say, 
in this episode, I think it's the pets. I'm not 100%. There's an outdoor episode where, what's the two guys' names? The um, Chuck and Bobby. Chuck and, Chuck and Bobby. Are coming in the door or are sitting in the doorway of a house. In the background, there's two cars. One of them is my old Turismo. Oh, really? It's probably the cheaper version, like the Dodge Charger, like the Duster. Uh But I'm like, there's my, wow, that really dates this thing because that's an old, (laughs) you know, I mean, I know it's 88, but um, and mine was an 86. So it's only a two, three year, maybe car, old car that's there at that moment. Like, but I put this all in perspective going, okay, Jim Varney was truly a genius. If he used his own land, his own property probably a little garage out back to do some of the crazy zany stuff and put this all together. Here's Bobby's Turismo or, or what duster out back with the Oldsmobile or whatever's next to it right there. I mean, Holy cow. These guys are making a mint by keeping the production as low as possible. Again, this is me assuming things. And I I went on a tangent. I'm sorry, but that, that just fit me. It hit me with all the favorite least is that those were the moments, if I call it that, because I'm I've learned as as I've said before, to look beyond face value in the show. So I'm looking at the house and the background, and luckily I didn't see any boom mics like in freaking Bad Boys. But um, <laughs> just all that, I, I see it all now, and it's just f- cool to see. Well, I I would guess that that was either a house that he bought or went in with the advertising agency to buy or, or something. They had that available. That was like their set for all those commercials. I mean, cause he was always hanging around the house and he was with Vern or something in, in the commercials as well. He right. did the window trick and, and all the other things. So that's what I would guess is that house is somewhere and it was used specifically for that purpose of making oh. commercials, making earnest movies in the TV show. And I, I think and you're definitely easily right. It could there. have been, it could have been a tax write off, you know, that's the business. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. So, yeah, I, you know, there was always laughs in, in each episode. Like again, I'm, I'm easily amused though, you know, going through a doll size and you're watching a kid's show, you got to have a little bit of a sense of humor. You got to have uh, experienced, I think, a little bit before to appreciate it because it is a lot, you know, geared towards kids. But I, I typically laughed in each episode. It wasn't anything oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. just the whole episode turned me off. And you can probably attest to this as well. But there, there's just different topics or whatever that just people were more spot on than they were, and I think in other episodes. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say there was a bad episode. It was just not as many laughs as the others. I'll put it that way. Right. So overall, any any other particulars about the show, likes or dislikes, that you want to throw out there? I think we really covered it over, over our favorite segments and, and episodes. Overall, I just I loved Ernest, uh, whether the TV show or the I'll call it the first three movies that I've seen, which is um, Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Saves Christmas. I remember watching Ernest Goes to Jail. I think I've seen The Army and Scared Stupid, but it's been so long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I want to watch them. I have them. Like I said, I have the trilogy up in my collection. I need to break them out and show the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. I've 
watched we we watched uh, Scared Stupid last Halloween. That was the first time a couple of them watched it. They they got a little scared with the troll and everything, uh, especially Gigi, the smaller of the group. But I will break them out every once in a while. And like I said, Christmas is a staple. I have to watch that every year. So it's not a uh, not a regular rotation except for that one. But um, yeah, I don't. You know, there was maybe a couple of nitpick things here and there, but overall, I I enjoyed watching it, and uh, it was just uh, remembering something from my childhood mainly when I'm watching it, and remembering that time when Ernest was as big as he was, and I don't know, I was kind of just reading the research and everything. Uh, about the cancellation and then uh, just hearing how many fans he had in the fan club and winning Emmy awards. I, I really thought they should have gave the show at least one more season. I agree. And I, I was surprised reading some of the stuff that I had not remembered after all of that, that, that they did not go into a, at least another 13 episode season. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it enough that I thought it, it should have been a longer running show but yeah there's still only so many things you can do i guess and be in that world yeah yeah yeah. so as we do at the end of this the rediscovered podcasts would you recommend people rediscover the show or should we just leave it in the past obviously i think we should rediscover this one i don't know who does not like jim varney aka ernest p whirl but man you can't go wrong with you know what I mean, Vern? Uh, it, it, to me, it's awesome stuff. How about you? Yeah, I, I will put this caveat in there. I definitely recommend people to come back and, and watch it if you remember it from your childhood mainly. But you probably get through maybe two episodes and be like, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I mean, it's just that it's it's very repetitive, like we said, and it's very it's it's got a, a flow to it. And once you're in it, you're either in it for the entire series, like kind of we were. It, it was easy to go from episode to episode because it was kind of the same stuff over and over. But being so repetitive and a lot of the same kind of bits in each segment, I can see where people would be like, okay, I'm, I've watched one or two. I've got the just of the series and I'm out. <laughs> right. But it's worth it. It's still part of that time and, and part of that earnest character if you've – if you like any of the movies or were connected to any of the movies at all, if you've never watched the show, go watch it on Tubi. I mean, it's free, people. You know, <laughs> can't beat free. So no. definitely check it out. Definitely go back and rediscover it if it's something you remember from your childhood. Because I had fun watching it again. And you'll probably connect with a, a, a couple of characters. I guarantee that at, at the very least. Uh, if not just for watching Jim Varney do Ernest for... 30 minutes so <laughs> definitely a rediscover on my part as well Agreed. so that leads us to the next episode where we're going to go back and review a cartoon series and we'll uh i guess probably leave that a mystery for now i have not looked at the list uh i'm looking at it now but again yeah. it's what we always say we sit here and speculate even on our recordings and then we go, well, we just don't know if it's even available so we'll get back to you so well, i think thanks, that's probably the yeah. best way to Thanks to to Tubi. Tubi has really become one of those kind of services that it has the rare stuff, more rare stuff than uh, I think a lot of the services have. 
but uh, Amazon's come along as well, and they're, they kind of ebb and flow with what they have over there. But just going through some of the cartoons that we wrote down here, uh, we've got a lot on this list. <laughs> yes, we do. And I can tell you right now, I know Turbo Teen, there's only a handful of episodes on YouTube. There are in English. We'll put it that way. Because <laughs> yeah. I've actually done a little bit of research, actually put a super cut of him transforming together on YouTube on the Rediscover the 80s channel. And there's not much available. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the music rights because they didn't use like popular music in the show. Legend of Zelda from 89. I remember a little bit about that only because it was connected with the Super Mario Brothers show. But I don't remember really anything about that series and and the storyline and all that. Dino Riders in 88. I think that was the 13 episode season. Visionaries. I think that was the same in 87. The Karate Kid. Most of these are all 13 episode one season series. The Garbage Pail Kids, I think, was only a, maybe a couple episodes, and it was kind of outlawed in the U.S. I think those are on YouTube. Same with Mad Balls. Mad Balls had like two specials that were, I think, 30 minutes. Actually, I think went straight to video. Starcom, that, oh, I can't remember much about that. From 87, My Pet Monster from 87. Robocop from 88, I think those are on YouTube. Camp Candy. I don't know how many episodes that was, but that's one I've always wanted to go back and rediscover because I remember watching some of that and I love John Candy. Oh, yeah. The California Raisin Show, 89. Chuck Norris Karate Commandos in 86. And Humanoids, 86. Laser Tag Academy, 86. The uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo. I thought that would be fun because that was like a continuous 13 episode season. And I think they were chasing after essentially 13 ghosts, one each episode, to string that whole storyline together. I don't, I haven't looked to see where that one is. Scooby's Mystery Funhouse, 85. Sectars, 85. Dragon's Lair, Mighty Orbots, and the new Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Plus whatever else is out there. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Oh, I didn't scroll down. <laughs> Wolf nice. Rock TV. I think that was... Uh, Wolfman Jack? Was uh, it? I think he had his own little TV series. The Dukes, of course. I think course. you've got that on DVD, don't you? I do not have the cartoon. You don't? However, it's funny because about once a month, someone does a uh, watch party on, on uh, Facebook, one of the Dukes fan sites that I'm all part of. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they do a watch party, and it's the Dukes, but I'm, I don't ever have the time to just sit and binge. <laughs> and watch it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rubik's the Amazing Cube, Incredible Hulk, Where's Waldo? That was actually 91, so it was Back to the Future. Those have kind of ties to the 80s. And uh, Kid Video and 84 and Pac-Man. Those are what we have written down under cartoons. So we'll probably do one of those. Uh, We'll have to look on... I, I know some of them are on YouTube, and I haven't done much research on Amazon and Tubi to uh, kind of dig into these, but We'll definitely check them out, uh, and uh, we'll get back to you on another episode, hopefully very soon. Hopefully. We've got plenty of time right now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll let you go for this episode of Rediscovered. Go back and check out Hey, Vern, it's Ernest on Tubi. You will, uh, you will have fun. I guarantee that. You'll have fun. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, for Wyatt, this is Jason. We'll see you next time on Rediscovered. Thanks for listening to Rediscovered right here on the Rediscover the 80s podcast feed. Find our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com and watch our recording sessions on the Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel. Theme music provided by Bart Graft. Visit bartgraft.bandcamp.com for more retro wave music. Join us again next time as we review more TV, movies, and animation from the 80s right here on Rediscovered.